uh, all you Seth Christ maniacs out there, all you movie aficionados, all you aspiring writers, all you people who just decided to listen to a podcast at total random in some sort of chat roulette version of podcasts. I feel like every time we we start this podcast, and we'll get to the name of the podcast in just yes. a moment, uh, and who hosts it in just a moment, I feel like every time we do this kind of whole thing about who we're saying hello to, every time I want to make the same Space Jam joke, uh, where I parody the... Uh, commercial for it where they said Bugs Bunny fans, Michael Jordan fans, and Wayne Knight fans. And I feel like I've done it before on this podcast, but every time it feels apt. So uh, in lieu of that, I'll just say, uh, for fans of Chris and Matt, write a blockbuster. Yeah, because yeah, that's what this podcast is. Also, Wayne Knight fans. We'll welcome hey, them yeah. into. Hey, like, Wayne Knight hasn't done anything terrible yet, has he? I don't think so. I mean... He's still good. He's still our white knight yeah. of Gotham. Yeah. In, literally, in many ways, his last name is uh, Knight. And he is, uh, race-wise, if he's filling out the voluntary sort of uh, yep. equal opportunity employer... He uh, says, no comment. Does <laughs> says, not want to answer. I, I prefer not to answer. <laughs> you know, do I have a disability? Prefer not to answer. Yeah, am I a veteran? Prefer not to answer. That's a weird one to refer to. Right? I wonder if Wayne Knight is a veteran. There's a chance. There's a ch- I, I, yeah, I hey, mean, possibly. Hey, there's a chance. I mean, just based on, like, you know, I mean, his acting career and, like, you mm. know, weight-wise where he was when he started his acting career, my guess is that he probably, in the age of Army times, would have uh, not. In the <laughs> age of Army times. Yeah. I yeah am the the a- Jurassic era. <laughs> The Army <laughs> Times era. He knows all about the Jurassic era. That Dilophosaurus spit acid hey, or whatever in his face. Nedry himself. <laughs> that is Nedry with oh. his iconic line, Dotson, Dotson, we got Dotson here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny joke. It is, it is one of my favorite, it's like my favorite line of the movie. I like, like In that movie, obviously the best performance comes from Jeff Goldblum, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But my second favorite performance in that movie is Wayne Knight as Dennis Nedry. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Uh, 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 hey, that's a great movie that we should rip off one day. Yeah, we haven't worked a dinosaurs into this. It's probably a little late because we're not that Transformers movie where it's like robot dinosaurs or whatever. Is that what happens in it? Did I that happen? It. Which one is that? Dark of the Moon? Yeah, the, one of them, there's like dinosaurs. I don't know if they're robot Transformer dinosaurs or just where they're just saying like Transformers and dinosaurs coincided. But I feel like. There are ro- like robo dinosaurs in. Is that the- a Bionicles movie? It's like, I think it's the the last one that Shia LaBeouf was in before oh. they did the one with Matt uh, Mark Wahlberg. And- Matt Wahlberg. <laughs> Matt Wahlberg, and of course the uh, not Bumblebee. at all. Yeah, the not at all problematic um, comic relief in that movie, of course, played by T.J. Miller. <laughs> is uh, is he in Bumblebee? No, he's not in Bumblebee. He's in the last. He's in the Transformers like movie. With yeah, Mark but Walker. they always have problematic side <laughs> characters in the Transformers movies. Well, Remember, I mean, like when Transformers Two came out, they're like, "All these Transformers are racist as hell." <laughs> they were mad racist, and then of course John Turturro was in one of the movies, and he has some line about how he's like says something like, "I'm directly under the robot's testes" or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, good old I've Michael never Bay. seen an entire Transformers movie. I Should don't think I? I don't think I've seen a single second of. Of any of them other than seeing them in the like trailers and advertisements 
The only time I ever saw one was it was playing in the offices of my college English department when mm. I went there uh, in the summer to, like, drop off a form or something. <laughs> and it was just playing on one of the TVs, and I was like, huh, okay. Yeah. The higher learning... I said, we got Dotson over here. We got Dotson. <laughs> See, nobody cares. Nobody. And then, yep, and then nobody. He, he puts, That's what uh, I said. Yeah, he, he puts the, sh- um, like, the shaving cream on that pie, like it's ice cream. My Which... friend used to uh, call uh, when they'd freeze their um, pitcher of Seaman? water. Oh. And they would pull out, they'd open the top and pull out a huge, like, like frozen, like, sphere of water like mm-hmm. ice he'd pull yeah. it out and he'd go we're nedrying this water because it looked like the shaving cream cam and i always thought that was very funny but and uh, thinking about a little slice yeah. of life into i mean we're five minutes in might as well yeah. just say it yeah. i'm matt oh i'm chris and i want to go i want to circle back to him putting shaving cream on the pie yeah because like it's like the thing is like shaving cream and pie they don't look at like our shaving cream and ice cream like don't look at or whipped cream don't look at all like each other like you would never mistake like shaving cream for whipped cream really but it really made me think of like when like somebody has like cream cheese or like toothpaste like on their shirt or around their mouth and somebody will be like oh like oh you got was that is that like semen or something ha 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 but it's like semen <laughs> semen and like cream cheese or semen and like you know like toothpaste or whatever they don't look at all like each other it's really weird when somebody's got like some sort of like white like um thing like on their like shirt or like or like on their like whatever it doesn't look like semen at all let alone dry yeah. semen all right put the gun down sir doth doth protest too much i'm just saying really going out of your way to make a case for the fact that you don't have semen on your face I don't. It's shaving cream. It's shaving cream. Well, it's not shaving cream, but also shaving cream also doesn't. I'm saying when semen dries, or whatever, it doesn't <laughs> look like when that. when semen dries, people die. Hey, that could be the tagline for this movie. Why? <laughs> what do you mean, why? Uh, people die, but semen is heretofore. Uh, maybe we could maybe we could punch the script up by uh, adding in a thing where like celebrates <laughs> puts a little <laughs> semen on like his his victims' heads. Uh, oh, his victims. <laughs> He's the good guy. Not yeah, but he still be... like he kills so many yeah. people. <laughs> what do you call them? <laughs> but he's like, I mean, look. He's killing, like, bad guys and stuff, but if Seth Christ suddenly becomes a character who, when he kills somebody, puts semen on their head in some sort of pathological sort of, like, calling card, he stops being a good guy in any sort of, like, frame of the word. Like, that's a, that's a completely different thing. That's, like, uh, like criminal minds villain sort of thing. There's, like, this, or, like, Lawnor SVU, like, Mariska Hargitay and Ice-T are tr- tracking down some guy who's, like, killing people and putting semen on their heads. <laughs> yeah, well, there could be a spinoff movie about that where there's someone tracking Seth Christ. <laughs> like, it turns out he's a bad guy all along. Yeah, the whole, no, the whole time. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's it's sort of like a, a... We're only seeing one side of the story here. It's a real mm-hmm. Batman scenario where, like, uh, there are people that don't think the Batman's very good. In fact, mm-hmm. it might be good to see a movie from that perspective where the Batman's just walking around. Everyone's just like, why does he keep beating up all of these poor people half to death? Well, well I mean, that's sort of like a 
a common riff on Batman or a semi-common riff, a semi-colon riff on Batman, as it uh, were. A semi-backed-up like, uh, colon riff. Mm, yeah, the people, it was like... Uh, Not enough fiber. Like, yeah. Batman is like a like a eccentric like millionaire who's you know uh, spends his money to like you know buy like a bunch of fancy suits so he can like you know be yeah, so he can like beat up poor people or whatever. I do like the idea that the bat suit is referred to as a fancy suit. <laughs> I mean, what else is it? It's fancy. It's not fancy. You <laughs> couldn't wear tech. it. You couldn't wear it to a dinner. I don't mean fancy like regal or like he's Natalie attired in the bat suit. Although the old bad suit worn by Adam West was pretty stazzy. Yeah, I that, could, that could be on the cover of GQ or something. Mm. The one that like Chris, or, um, Christian Bale wears where like, he can't turn his neck. Or, no, is that like the Michael Keaton one? That's the Michael Keaton he, one, yeah. Where he can't like turn his neck. Like, you're not maybe, you're not going to wear that to like, you know, New York Fashion Week. But like, you know, you throw in that, you know, the old Batman where he's got the tights and he's got like the light blue. Did, on the, uh, you're a, you're an expert on the 60s Batman. Did, was there ever an episode where he wore like a tuxedo version of that suit? No, that never happened, unfortunately. It'd Seems be nice. like a real missed opportunity. No, he never did that. I mean, he was one time he acted in a movie that was directed by Penguin and he wore a suit of armor because uh, Penguin then trapped him using a um, giant magnet and then they were going to, like, you know, like, send him, like, off, like, in a cannon or something. Uh, and they used, like, a bat welding torch to get themselves free from their suits of armor. But I Great, don't, great I don't, show. Yeah. Oh, it's a really good show. It's delightful. Uh, I don't think, yeah, but no, I don't think he, one time the Riddler, in the in the pilot episode, actually, well, technically the second episode, which is, of course, a continuation of the pilot, the Riddler wore a really nice, fancy sort of Riddler suit that he never wore again in, like, any sort of, like, uh, episode or anything like that. Normally he wore, like, a weird, like, almost like, um, like a... Like, like a leotard kind of yeah, thing, Yeah, right? with, like, like, a little, like weird purple tights and it was really unflattering in Frank Gorshin's like you know body be unflattering in everybody anybody's body but he had a cool suit he wore that like worked a lot better uh, than that particular outfit but this is Batman is like the rare character that's not appearing although I think we talked about this in the last episode <laughs> might, I think he's in this universe right <laughs> yes because Harvey Dent and Rachel Dawes are both <laughs> in this movie as characters but I mean we got Spider-Man we got uh J. Jonah Jameson, we got the Chief from Carmen San Diego Universe. We got yeah, the it's, a pre- it's, a re- it's a regular Ready Player One over here. Yeah, but uh, better, uh, you know, and less uh, riffs on the shine. Also, the Minions, who I think have not come up in a while that the Minions are uh, working for the WNBA. Yeah, they're, they're working for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody's working for I bet, I mean, the Minions love the party. They got to be working for the weekend, although they seem to really enjoy their work, but maybe just because they just seem happy all the time. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Check your phone. Uh, I am. <laughs> Don't worry. It's just a text from my ex-girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. No, no worries. Not, I'm not going to read it right now. I, <laughs> <laughs> but let me just say, it's upsetting. Uh, uh, she's talking about some nonsense that has nothing to do with anything important. I'm a busy screenwriter now. I don't have time for my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> she's just... Yeah, so I'll just hold my phone in my hand in case she texts again. So it doesn't <laughs> just post. hold my phone, crushing it in my palm. <laughs> but anywho, uh, this is a podcast where the two of us are writing a movie called Seth Christ Colon Ballistic mm-hmm. Reckoning. It's writing a- free of distraction. <laughs> yep. 
uh, uh, we are going to be, uh, you know, we've been writing it for, uh, this is our 22nd episode, and we've been writing it for, like, 19 of those or whatever. Like, you know, the movie's coming along very smoothly. Mm-hmm. It's uh, going to be a big hit. Yeah, you're uh, gonna they're gonna tagline this movie, uh, smooth move, X lax. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be like, uh, oh, what's that joke from Thirty Rock? Uh, it's it's a smooth move. Then they say some name or something. I don't I don't remember. It there's a whole. Oh Jesus Christ! There's nothing better. You know, uh, once we finish this podcast, when we finish writing the. The script. We should go back and do another podcast where we try to remember jokes from Thirty Rock. That would honestly, that would be a more popular podcast than this. It would be so much more popular by like a magnitude of like, it's like um, how like uh, oh, I'm trying to think of something. It's uh, that's popular. That's another podcast we could do where we try to think of things that are popular. Oh, I was gonna say that, like you know, like people, like like the like the Doughboys podcast, which is like two people who, like you know, have worked in comedy for years, and like you know, like Mike Mitchell was part of a comedy group that had their own IFC show, and like they've been working like for years, and then they become super popular, super successful for doing a podcast where they eat fast food and then talk about it, and you know, it's like just like the most and lowest comedy mm-hmm. denominator thing. It's like you know what you know turned them into like super successful people in comedy. Yeah, that could be that could be us. Two yeah. guys that have not worked that hard at anything <laughs> and are now super successful trying to remember 30 rock jokes. I would it would be uh honestly it would make my life complete but also make me uh almost angry about the years I've spent working in comedy and doing comedy related things and like you know uh being like you know like all the time I spent writing scripts and like writing like books and manuscripts and like you know navigating like the publishing industry and like you know hundreds of dollars spent on improv classes and stuff Be like oh so uh what's the thing that you know uh broke you big oh i did a podcast with a friend of mine where we tried to remember the 30 rock jokes and for some reason people liked it <laughs> that would be uh, fi- uh fitting and to a my career life that's a podcast where you can do a final episode where you just Ended with a gunshot, which is did we end the did we end the last <laughs> podcast that way? We ended back on the red planet with me playing a gunshot sound off my phone. That was how I, I remember. The, I remember the gunshot sound not sounding very convincing. Nope, I was playing it off of YouTube, off of my phone, but and it was just like you know a classic gunshot sound effect. And I said, "Well, here we go." Great, uh, great yep. app. Great up on that podcast. Great podcast. Hey, check um, it out. Back yeah. on the Red Planet. It's still out there. Is, is that what it's called? Yep, it's called Back on the Red Planet. The TV show within it was called The Red Planet. It, we often accidentally called it Back on the Red Planet because we were... Great idea. Bad at, uh... Re- you know, remembering kayfabe? Is that what that's called? Yep, the old wrestling term of kayfabe, uh, which is something that we've been... Not to get confused with kayfed. Yep, oh yeah. You think we could get him in this movie? Do you think he's on the Mass Singer? I bet he is. I bet he's one of the Mass Singer characters. <laughs> oh god, if he is, you know what? I'm gonna send you a dollar in the mail. Please do. Send it care of Happy Dude. Uh, <laughs> Simpsons joke. See that? I'd be happier with the dollar. Okay, so we're 16 minutes in. We should write this episode. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're not, yeah, well, we're not gonna write this episode, this podcast. We're gonna write all this right, next scene of all the right, movie. All right, all right. I'm keeping the dollar. 
<laughs> All right. Be that way, jerk. Uh, anyways, the last person to uh, it be revealed on Mass Singer to date this episode oh was Tori Spelling. I, I thought you were going to start doing the episode. <laughs> Since now you're recapping the Mask Singer, maybe this episode isn't one where we even get to any screenwriting. It's just one where we pitch other better podcasts. Sure, we could do a Mask Singer recap podcast. That would definitely be more popular. <laughs> that, I mean, I don't see how it couldn't be more popular. We could we could do a uh, podcast where we just um, like suggest people we wish would be on the Mask Singer. Like I yeah. like I would I would love it if like. Um, Ooh, uh, oh, um, uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, I think, would be pretty fun. Like, and uh, she's definitely plausible. Yeah. She was um, on, she was on Dancing with the Stars. I think she'd be down for it. I think um, I would love to see uh, C. Thomas Howell. Yeah, only if he um, is it blackface. So we're going with the, As soon as I said C. Thomas Howell, I'm like, no, oh, he's gonna go with the salt man joke. It's like he takes off his mask and he's in his he's in character from this character in Soul Man or whatever. Uh, whatever, he, no, that's the that's the name of the movie. Yeah, I think I was thinking Holy Man is the movie starring Eddie Murphy. Who oh man, is always in blackface for some reason. <laughs> that's a that's a bad, awful joke. See, the joke is that I'm very ignorant and I don't realize he's actually black as opposed to C. Thomas Howell, who played a character who the whole movie's based on him as a white man, pretending he's a black man so he can get into Harvard. And does he play basketball? I think he does. It is. This is a, this is a real nightmare tangent. I knew as soon as Soul Man came up, I was like, this sucks. Well, C. Thomas Howell came up and then, you know, Soul Man, it's like, I mean. What else did C. Thomas Howell do? He was in he was in E. T. No, he was. That's Henry Thomas. No, C. Thomas Howell plays one of his oh. friends. He's in The Outsiders. He yeah, plays well, Pony yeah. Boy. Oh, he's Pony Boy. Yeah. Uh, well, then that's you know a fine reference. Uh, but of course, you mentioned you know Pony Boy, and we start thinking of some sort of half man, half pony, which I guess is a centaur. <laughs> okay, so in the, in this uh, scene, mm-hmm. we now know that Seth. Mm-hmm. Is in the CIA headquarters, which is where the NB WNBA uh, headquarters is located, mm-hmm. indicating that perhaps yeah. the WNBA is part of the CIA. But you know and, they're they're way underground, and then of course I started yeah uh, hundreds singing. of thousands of miles under the ground. Yep, I started repeatedly singing the song from Muppet Babies underground every time I mentioned it because. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just what comes to mind when I think hear the word underground. I think of that, or of course, I think of the Underground Railroad, which uh, I have no jokes about. I'm already gone far enough. Into the front <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, uh, our listenership. Thanks you. <laughs> you know, it wasn't really underground, though. That would be. Uh, as anybody, and I mean this seriously, uh, like I feel like there has to have been some sort of maybe sort of like science fiction or steampunky sort of like you know take on the Underground Railroad, where it was, like, literally, like, you know, like, underground, and maybe even literally a railroad, like, uh, maybe, you know, somebody, like, uh... There, that, there was know, just a just a book that came out a couple years ago. There was a book, the Colson Whitehead book, right? Is that yeah. the name of the author? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, I, that did sound familiar. All right, well, it's been done by a very talented person. More <laughs> it's a good book, I read it, it's very good. <laughs> I've, I've wanted to read it. I, studied, I read that, uh, what was it, History in Seven Killings or whatever book that won the Man Booker Prize. I didn't really enjoy it. I wish I had read... Is Colson Whitehead also the person who wrote the sellout, or is that somebody else? Don't uh, know. 
I don't know. It's possible. It's hey, also, uh, we read. Yeah, we read, you know, literature. I read uh, two books by the Arthur Maria Semple, including Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which is being turned into a major, major motion picture starring Kate Blanchett, directed by Richard Linklater, who will not be directing this movie because he's probably not the right sort of fit for it. Have we decided? I feel like we said who we want to direct this movie. Oh, Bob Balaban. <laughs> because he directed some random movie. Yeah. And I was like, we got to get him to direct this film. What did he direct? Like blank check or something like yeah, that? Some, it was something some, so some, stupid. Some sort of insane. Like yeah, now I have to. Now I'm, I'm curious enough. I have to look up what Balaban directed. It's like his only like major motion picture directing thing. Bob Bala. You put Bala. So in. I'll just continue with this. Yeah, uh, scene. you do that. So, uh, Seth is in the CIA headquarters, and he's slowly realizing that that's where he is. Although where he's not sure yet, but we, the audience, know. So he's walking around, and he's not seeing anybody around. He's like, oh, this hallway's pretty empty. And then he sees some henchmen, kills those motherfuckers, and then he puts a little bit of semen on their heads. He's like, another <laughs> victim dead. And so uh, he he keeps walking, and that's when he sees someone he recognizes, and he ducks behind a corner. And who is it? None other than J. Jonah Jameson. And he says, well, we got to get that Spider-Man somehow. And uh, that's why I'm working with the WNBA. And... <laughs> Uh, Ooh, twist. Uh, Seth uh, bites his hand to keep from screaming out in horror, and then J. Jonah Jameson says, and "That's also why I ordered the murder of Ducky Darns." And Ooh. that's when uh, Seth has had one too many, and he stands up <laughs> and he walks over to J. Jonah Jameson and a bunch of henchmen. And they're like, "Hey, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be escaped." <laughs> And that's when Seth, who I don't even think has ever met J. Jonah Jameson at this point in the movie, <laughs> uh, straight up kills him. Wow! And wow! Kill, kill, kill kills J. Jonah out, Jameson! Kills a bunch of other henchmen, puts a little semen on their head, because that's what he does now. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I wish I hadn't spent that time looking up uh, Bob Balaban's directorial sort of filmography, because I could have stopped you from making this what's happening in the movie, but it's too late now. <laughs> it's all canonical, and he directed My Boyfriend's Back. Oh, yeah, that's a good movie. I like mm-hmm. that. That's better than Blank Check. Yeah. He was in, there's some sort of like, uh, but he also, of course, he directed an episode of Strangers with Candy, uh, and four episodes of Nurse Jackie, two episodes of the reboot of The Twilight Zone from the 2000s, which I didn't even remember. Cool, so anyway, J. Jonah James is fucking dead, and yeah. uh, so Seth is kind of like, all right, I think I know this guy. He takes out his wallet, and he's like, J. Jonah Jameson. Hey, he looks at his ID. It says J. Jonah Jameson, <laughs> Daily Planet slash CIA. Ooh, and yeah. that's yeah, that's when Seth realizes that the CIA has been working with the WNBA, and he keeps moving down this corridor, and that's when he sees a room with a door open, and he looks inside, and what's going on? But uh, a cringy little guest star is getting a face pl- facelift, and, well, it's yeah. and it's Slugger McGillicuddy? Or nope, is he's it just dipshit, dipshit Giuseppe is getting, getting a facelift. Yeah, to look more like Seth Christ. Yeah. But dipshit Giuseppe has passed out at the time because he's getting surgery. Yeah. And um, so uh, Seth is like, what's going on here? And on uh, on dipshit Giuseppe's chest is a note that says, uh, to be used to kill the president. Yeah, and then uh, 
If only uh, Joan Rivers was still alive, it'd be fun to have her play the doctor as like you know like a like a like a, a call. Well, we can we can grandma off Tarkin her and just like, CGI Ooh, yeah. her CGI you, her into the movie. We'll use um, her performance from uh, the Muppets Take Manhattan, where she works alongside Miss Piggy. And like a makeup counter, and they like put like makeup all over each other's faces, and they get like fired. We'll we'll mm-hmm. use, uh, we'll just like somehow like take her from that movie and put it directly in this movie, and all the lines from that will have to somehow make sense. We'll like it'll be like that movie, um, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, with Steve Martin directed by Carl right. Reiner, where it's like they intersperse um, Steve Martin into a bunch of scenes from like classic um, like sort of film noirs. But instead of that, will be uh, Joan Rivers in uh, the Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when Seth puts all the pieces together, mm-hmm. and he realizes that the CIA and the WNBA have created some sort of deep state scenario where they're using uh, a guy that looks like Seth to kill the president and take over America, even though the CIA already, you know, pretty much they're pretty much high up in America. Yeah law enforcement anyway i don't see why they have to have more power but i guess they don't really like what president paul anka's no, or he, president no, flea president flea uh, president sugar ray is played by free oh, flea. oh yeah yes 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 of course president sugar that's not confusing at all president sugar ray as played by flea yep. uh they don't like his policies or something but seth knows one thing's for sure First things first, got to put a little semen on uh, dipshit Giuseppe's head, just so he knows uh, you're next. Yeah, but uh, also, because, like, you know, we also know that the WNBA uh, has been planning to, uh, they have the vice president, current vice president, who is uh, Chris Gaines, uh, there is, like, sort of an operative of them, and obviously the WNBA will double-cross the CIA because once they got, like, you know, the, their guy in power and they're going to have all their billions or the trillions of dollars because they're going to use the um, threat of blowing up the Yellowstone volcano to you know get the uh, you know all that money so like the WNBA is one step ahead of the CIA but they don't know it and yeah this uh, you know uh, Egyptian Giuseppe they're going to try and use him because that way because like now like, it's like uh, uh, Rip Torn the WNBA they figure, because right at this point, I guess Riptor probably doesn't know that uh, Seth Christ has escaped and that um, Slugger McGillicuddy's dead. So it's like, you know, he figures they can just sort of replace Seth Christ and, use, and like, you know, uh, have him seem like he's going to be killing the president so that he can be like, you know, he can be like the fall guy and like disgrace his legacy and disgrace the FBI and disgrace the CIA and disgrace this a new government group that is being run by the chief from we're in the world of Carmen San Diego and make Jane Doe look bad also as well. It'll be like a it's whole a really big old it's plan. a win 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 scenario yeah. for uh the w- yeah. And as we know as we've established previously, the WNBA is very good at being terrorists. They've had a lot of success at it. Although they uh, are horribly understaffed in their underground lair. They yeah. were not prepared for the for the real bloodbath uh, that Seth Christ was going to bestow upon yeah. them. And he killed some minions in the in that time there, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, you better believe a little bit of semen was left on the head of <laughs> old Frank. Uh, let's see. There's, I think Stewart? there's Bob, Bob, Stewart, and another one. Frank, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh I only know their names from listening to the Doughboys. I I've never seen any of those movies. I just I know there's Bob and there's Stuart and there's another Kevin. 
Oh, Kevin. Which is a lot and, like yeah, Frank. Yeah, oh, by Frank I meant just like a henchman that had a, a name tag on. His name was Frank. Mm. Kevin got a little bit of that semen, too. <laughs> yeah. Why does Seth like putting semen? We had to figure out the psychology of this guy. Yeah. Maybe the... Um, well, we can have... I was going to say we could have like the ghost of Sigmund Freud show up or we could have a little bit of a... Like, we can tie it into the Bill and Ted universe and be like, oh... Sigmund Freud, who of course was brought to the 90s, and I, we could presuppose that he didn't get back in the time machine, and Sigmund Freud has been living life out loud in uh, modern times ever since he was brought forward. But that was like 20 years ago. He might be dead anyways by this point, you know. So we'll save, you know, that can be saved for the sequel. It'll be like, because um, I mean, this movie's going to be so successful, it's, it's definitely going to have a sequel we don't want to well you know, i was hoping i like i said before i, ho- I was hoping we were going to do a sideways sequel uh side cool a side cool so that way we can see uh how people react to the crimes of uh one mr seth christ <laughs> yeah yeah it could be could be a sort of like a i think they call it sort of like an interquel where it's like a story that happens like coinciding with another story i like side cool better though i like mm-hmm. night cool better though which is a. Uh, when you have a sequel but set at night as opposed to being set uh during the day i guess yeah uh, they should do that like have a movie where like one movie takes place entirely within the course of a, like one like sort of like afternoon but then the sequel takes place that night uh isn't so, that what happens in halloween i think the ha- halloween 2 Hall- does pick up right after yeah, yeah that's exactly what and a lot of movies do that what other movies do that uh, the Lord of the Rings, for one thing. Yeah, but that's like over days and days and days. I'm saying like one movie takes place entirely within the course of like one afternoon. It's like mm-hmm. it's like a run, Lola, run sort of situation. But then the sequel that takes place all within that next uh, of that night of that day. It's like the first movie takes place between say like 11 a.m. and like 5 p.m. And then like the sequels from like you know like 8 p.m. to midnight or something. You know. I gotta say there are movies that do that. I keep, nothing's coming to mind right now, though. So you're, you know what? For for the sake of time, you're right, Chris. Except All for right. the fact that Halloween Two takes place immediately after the events of that, Halloween yeah, One. Yeah, it does. But like Halloween, I feel like it stretches over multiple days. Well, maybe it doesn't. No, it takes it's place just, on Halloween. That hence yep. the title. Well, there and is then the partly on November first. Yeah. There is, of course, the the flashing back to when a young Mike Myers said, shake a dog baby for the first time. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is the end of the episode. We're yep. at 30 minutes. Yep. Definitely. Definitely time to end and, it. Uh, did someone say shake a dog baby? Because that means it's time to wrap this thing up. Yep. Uh, we'll, Unlike what Austin Powers does with condoms, because yeah. as we all know, they're for sailors, baby. Yeah. A good old Austin Powers. He's, he's an old timey guy in a new timey world. It's all, you know... The, the uh, Burt Bacharach se- uh, segment of that movie uh, really makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> because you're sad Every for time. Burt Bacharach or because of uh, the song? Because of the song and what Austin's going through. It mm. just makes me sad. Ladies and gentlemen. When he, when he uh, gives the peace sign to that couple at the bar uh, and they make fun of him, it makes me sad. <laughs> He's just, yeah, or, or when um, he, like... Um, uh, talks about all his old deceased friends, including yeah. Mama Cass, of course. Or when he tries to pump up that Nike shoe and it explodes in his face, even though it felt like pump-up shoes were already over by that point. Oh, yeah. And somehow he found one anyways. Uh, but, yep, 
this is a good time to end this episode talking about a popular movie, which will someday be less popular than Seth Christ colon Ballistic Reckoning, which we kind of talked about in this episode. <laughs> yep. It kind of got some crazy stuff happened, but we sort of established hey, maybe something. Seth Christ Ballistic Reckoning is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Uh, I hope so, because if it's anything else, it's been a colossal waste of time. <laughs> Anyways, this podcast is on Gabber Media. They've got other podcasts going on. Uh, you know, I saw recently a new episode of some podcast called Matters. I should just refer to it as some podcast. Like I, but yeah, they have other podcasts beyond ours. You can listen to them, or you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, um, you know, like, you know, so, you know, like, uh, subscribe, you know, leave a comment, rate the show, um, follow us on Twitter at CNM, write a B, or follow us at our individual Twitters at ChrisXMorgan. At M. Shimkowitz. And uh, we will return triumphantly for another episode soon. This has been Chris and Matt, write a blockbuster. Thank you for listening.